welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where six mates unpack three topics over a new drink each week. Fuck it, just go with that, we'll fix it if it's... Welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where I'm feeling a little bit dodgy, <laughs> it's all a little bit quiet in here, but it's all going to be good in the end. Are you alone, Michael? I don't think so. I think we've got some souls in the room. Welcome to another another episode, episode number whoever, who knows? Must be close to 50 though. We must be keeping an eye on the notes. No, okay. <laughs> that must be fairly close. I think it is. It's over halfway. I'm so, with you, Mike. But we're not counting numbers, obviously. If it's over halfway is close enough, then yes, we're close. It's definitely over halfway to 50. In the room today, we have four brothers. Two missing. Conrad is over east. Training and learning from the Illawarra Hawks, NB, NBL side. I was going to say NBA, NBA side there. <laughs> NBL side. And Travis is working. Mr. Hustler. He was Hustle. meant to be here with a, a topic today, but um, he is missing as well. So we're missing both of you guys, but um, we've got the, 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 the main core group here, obviously. <laughs> to my left, Matt. Present. Matt Hannum. I won't say any nicknames today. I'm going to go straight for the normal names. Jacob Moffat. The Prophet. Oh, <laughs> he did it. Hey, guys. Justin Bourne. What's up? Everybody's wearing black apart from me. I think I missed the... Well, you, <laughs> you're the, the highlight name. accent for the blue that Jacob's got on his shirt. This lovely logo, that, by the way, Movement Co. It's very good. Uh, I went out today because I'm hosting, obviously. I needed to find something to drink. And because I missed out in the Japanese whiskey, I think, while it was on dry July, I've put it. Sitting drink. up there on the shelf staring at you. It is. It is. Every yeah, yeah, yeah. week it's been staring at you. But I found this one, and funnily enough, on the um, description of this Japanese whiskey, which is called Nika whiskey from the barrel, it says, is the result of alchemy. So I that, that, that's going to work pretty good. Um, I think it's a blended whiskey, and it gets ultra-good reviews online, so... It does look a bit like liquid It's a gold. cool bottle as well. Very cool bottle. It does look a bit like medicine, which I think I need, so I may have the whole bottle. <laughs> did it begin as lead? What was that? I said, did it begin as lead? Oh, hopefully not. I don't know what it like began as. liquid gold now. Just Let me see if there's a little is. bit more detail about what the blend is. Is it an unleaded whiskey? <laughs> so what are we talking about today, Mark? <laughs> I know Whilst what we're talking about. Up. I want to talk about... No, no, sorry. That's Jacob. Um, Jacob wants to talk about the fear of success. Not the fear of failure, not the fear of spiders, but the fear <laughs> of success, which I think is a very interesting topic because it kind of flips it a little bit to the normal kind of chat about the fear of stuff. Why would you fear success? Why would you fear success? Why? Let me pour the drinks. And Jacob, if you wanted to maybe do a bit of an intro into the topic... And sort of give us a bit of background about where this came from. And um, over to you. So I think um, the main topic came from like I, I feel fear of failure is something that gets talked about quite a bit. The fear that people have that stops them from starting activities or starting projects or starting new aspects of their life. But the fear of success, the thing that stops you finishing and stops you accomplishing that goal once you've commenced it 
is something that doesn't get quite as much attention. Um, I've noticed myself in the past and recently getting close to breaking through and achieving some feeling of success, whether it be through the sporting commitments I was making, whether it be through um, the business getting to a point where we're growing. But as soon as you feel you're just on that precipice of getting that feeling of success, you tend to, I tend to self-sabotage and find ways to kind of bring me back to that feeling of it's a comfort zone, but being the underdog, being the one that's kind of progressing and up and coming, not the one that's kind of made it. And it's something I wanted to discuss with you guys to see if you've had any similar experiences. I know, especially recently with um, the experience of preparing for my first um, football season, I've had it's getting closer and closer and our first game scheduled for next Friday and there's been all, all sorts of sort of mixed feelings about preparing for that, whether they've been related to the challenges I've been facing with the position I'm in or whether they're related to getting close to achieving what I set out to achieve but then also, I guess, putting in things in place to kind of stop that from happening. And similar in the business is as revenue and as sales grow and as programs grow i tend to also make decisions that that make expenses and other things grow in a way that just keeps us in this position where we're always battling every quarter every month we're struggling when i know what my goals are i know what i'd like to achieve but when it comes to like sitting down and and kind of taking the steps towards it um i come up against roadblocks so I wanted to maybe first see if you guys had any similar stories and we'll dig into it a little bit deeper about how it's different to the fear of failure um, and if you if there's any um, ways to uh, like unblock those barriers and to to be okay with succeeding. Um, Justin, have you had any experiences, anything similar? Well, let's try this drink first. All right, that's over fair. to me. Cheers. I was going to respond with, let's try this whiskey first. Cheers. I've been waiting patiently. <laughs> Ooh. Nice. Pretty good. Mm. Well, that'll warm you up. Mm. Mm. Very good. I feel better already. <laughs> <laughs> Well, half the medicine's gone because it's, yeah. not a, it's not that big a bottle, so you better protect the rest with your life. I will, I will. That's a big pour. You handed it straight over to me, Jacob. Um, it's interesting that you bring this up. So I was in Vienna uh, nearly a wow, month ago and um, I had the opportunity to keynote at a um, conference um, for our industry. And this was actually part of the intro to my keynote. It was at the beginning. Um, it was. Um, That's usually where the intro goes. Yeah, it's true. Thanks. Need, need the whiskey to loosen up. It's going to be one of those days. Um, and I shared, so I've been, I've started my business four years ago, four and a bit years ago. And within two quick years, I grew it from zero to a million dollars in revenue. And I'd kind of set out these goals. Um, and so I set out. I guess kind of three, two main goals of that year, which was to hit the mill and then also to phase me myself out of the the business. Like, cause you know, you go to these coaching um, uh, 
uh, kind of business coaches or you go to these business seminars and everyone's like, oh, you know, you're not a business person. If you're still working in the business, you should be working on the business, not in the business. So that was kind of a lot of the, the mentality I was getting fed and was part of my goal. And I had essentially achieved that goal um, within two years. And I remember very vividly sitting on um, a park bench in Hyde Park, which is a famous park amongst this uh, group with with ducks and um, whatnot, and sitting there like unmotivated, um, feeling even a sense of lack of self-worth, um, you know, having all these problems because I had all these other issues that were then starting to brew up because of the, the growth and, um, you know, people problems, now managing more people and all this other stuff. And, um, and, and all of it, I was sitting there going, well, well what now as well? So, and what I kind of ended up working through was, and again, then self-sabotaging techniques and other things started to, to come into play. And um, what I worked out was that I, I didn't actually have a fear of failure at that point in time. Like I was almost a little bit arrogant in that even if this business failed tomorrow, I would just rebuild again because I know I could do it. And I think I had uh, more of a fear of success than a fear of failure, um, which was a really interesting um, phenomenon um, at the at the time, and I think it's an ongoing thing. So, but that's really interesting because you kind of saying fear of success in your position, what you've just described, that you'd already, in a way, become successful. Yeah. So it's like the was there actually fear of success because the success that had actually come to a degree, whatever you... And I think defining what success is is probably a, yeah. a key part of it. I think, yeah, defining success um, is obviously different for every individual um, and whether you change the word to maybe even achievement or, or whatever that may be. Um, but what happened was um, I'd achieved those elements, but I think I, I wasn't motivated or inspired for more um, and I think I was fearing the next steps all right, well, what happens if you grow to now 2 million or 5 million or uh, in revenue and then all the problems that come with that because it's kind of be careful what you wish for. Um, and I think that's part of the seed of the fear of success is like you, you may achieve and get a couple dosages of this and you might not like that because you get more problems. You know, you've got all these other situations and, um, you know, so it's – it's it is a little bit of a it is a bit of a paradox, um, and I found some cool articles I was looking at before of different perspectives. Um, because, like I said, I didn't fear the failure. Like even if I'd failed the next day, that wasn't actually scary, which is weird. Yeah, it's like kind of fear of um, responsibility, fear of sort of expectation from from other well, people. Well, the root for me. And it's still something I've been working through and that I shared was that I was actually afraid of what people thought of me, um, which is why I was afraid of success or keeping to achieve because- Because people will be looking at you. Yeah. And or like, oh yeah, typical of Justin to do that, you know, like, because I'd always done well throughout school and everything else. And um, it was easy for me in the most part. And um, that was always something that was like, oh, you're so smart and rah, rah, rah. And- and, uh, and uh, this kind of, uh, I guess, FOPO, fear of other people's opinions, kept me from achieving further um, because, you know, I'd almost get ridiculed for achieving 
depending on the on who who was in your environment, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, and so that in a tall poppy kind of way, right? Yeah, so you were, you were concerned that people would be trying to cut you down a little bit because there would be such a gap between where you'd got to and sort of at one point you were quite similar to them. Mm. And so, um, and and I guess that was contributing to the fear of success. If I keep succeeding, I'm just going to continue to alienate or um, isolate and, and things like that. So, and it wasn't the failure. And, and again, I was caring too much of other people's opinions. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I've overcome that a lot over the last uh, few years. And um, so it was actually, yeah, I feared going further in the, you know, achieving more. And it's kind of like a sort of fear of um, more of a self-reflection thing. You know, we talked about the imposter syndrome before mm. as well. You get to that stage where you well, do you do you deserve to be in that position? I, um, and they were the feelings I felt on that park bench, which is like, who am I like for this? And uh, definitely an imposter syndrome. And um, again, am I worthy um, of the of the the next um, game or level or whatever that looks like? And that held me back more. Um, and it's funny that you bring up the word fear um, because, you know, I was looking up at, a, at another kind of one of the articles and, you know, fear, it makes a statement that fear is designed to just keep us safe, even if it means holding us back um, from where we need to go or what we need to go. And then there was another article I came across which actually said the fear of success is actually bullshit. Um, that's his claim um, in that we actually just fear maybe like for myself the opinions or we fear the responsibility or we fear doing the hard work or we we fear if we are thrusted into a position of success um, that we fear what comes with that more than you know everything else and it's, I guess that's the that's the fear component um, to it um, but he also goes on to state that you know, people are just afraid of the hard work and doing the work um, and, you know, pushing themselves through the, the uncomfort versus defining it as a fear of success, which is interesting perspective to it um, because I thought I had a fear of um, success in that moment and um, I'm wondering if that's still the truth. It's an interesting contradiction because mm. the, the fear of success I definitely feel that it's been present in a lot of my career because, and we all define ourselves or like to think that we, you know, we work hard or we hustle or whatever that looks like. But it's obvious that we we clearly meter ourselves on on success, like radical success or radical improvement could and is available to all of us. Yet we only, like, even if I look at the four of us in the room and to the extent that I know about everyone's journey, We've only allowed that to happen for very short periods of time and I think we then put a lid on it and then stop and then maybe try and get ourselves comfortable at where we are now and then maybe go again and then maybe go again. And I, I remember a conversation, just to make this a little more relevant, uh, that you and I had probably 12 to 18 months ago, Justin, and I think both of us are obviously leaders of our own business but we identify ourselves as some form of hybrid between sort of introvert and extrovert. And a lot, and a lot of times we're both fairly analytical. You come from an engineering type background, and I come from a finance numbers type background, and and we are quite comfortable sitting behind the computer, not necessarily communicating with a lot of people. And 
the conversation that we were having at the time is that a lot of client interaction and that whilst we do it and we use it to grow our businesses, a couple of meetings or more a day is fairly exhausting for us because that's not who we are or how we defined ourselves. Yet if I put that as a, a line in the sand and then look at today, both of us during a typical day are probably quadruple the amount of time we're spending engaging with clients, which is actually driving and growing business and opportunities and everything else. And it was really just an excuse or a line in the sand that we had drawn for ourselves, which I think meted the the speed of progress. And and to me, that's that's a clear sort of fear of that success because what we were scared of is not the extra revenue. I mean, I also think we're scared of the success from the point of like, what do I do now once I feel like I've got there? Because I think you need to be like charging after something. But we're scared of that that expectation, that discipline. If all of a sudden I've got 12 to 15 meetings on a day and that's what a normal day looks like. And if I just want to, if I don't feel good that day, what do I do? Like it's not just flick a message to to one person and say, hey, I can't make that meeting. If all of a sudden a standard week's got like 60 to 80 meetings in it, like we're, the expectation like we'll need to perform. And I think we're, and certainly I um, have been guilty of making decisions, whether that be consciously or subconsciously, that prevents me requiring to do that. And I think I, I sort of quizzed you last week, Jacob, on that. Um, in terms of the phone call situation and why, why you didn't want to be available necessarily to make calls because that's sort of where I was coming from. I was thinking about that and how I had clearly meted the, you know, the availability of, of the speed of growth in, in what I do for that very fear, that what if someone and people need me all the time and maybe I don't want that. And I can definitely see that in what I've done. And that's where coming down to defining what success is. I mean, for you, Matt, what do you have a definition for your own personal success, be it business, be it personal? Have you actually thought about what it is? Yeah, and I've, like, I I can't, I haven't got to the point where I can define that as a sentence necessarily. I probably could try, but I haven't, I haven't articulated that, written that down and and have that. But it's a, it's an element of, there's quite a few factors that go into what success looks like for me. And that includes having what I would consider a very successful family that spends a lot of time together. It's having a successful, um, you know, business career, however you want to define what all that is. And I, I think that's really important. But I've also feared, like I, I, I've, I've feared, for example, uh, some of maybe the commitments that might be required in my business if I was to grow it to a certain level and how that might impact the other side. And what I've really found is that when I, if I really just let go I can find a better balance in all of it rather than trying to compartmentalise, say, time or, or otherwise. So I, I can't, I don't have a finite answer for what success feels like for me um, other than, other than I, I'm getting, I feel like I am closer and closer every day in, into a rhythm and a flow that feels like is a successful life. And so I, sort of moving forward on a daily basis, yeah, sort of knowing that you're, you're going somewhere. Yeah, doing something and, and trying to always have that awareness that I'm I'm putting appropriate energy, effort and time into things that, that make sense. And I think we always know. It's just whether we're like putting shields or barriers or things in front of us to allow ourselves to make different decisions. And I think um, the more that I've been able to strip more of that back and just make a decision based on what I feel is right, that, that gut instinct, that in- intuition, then I, that it, the better I've been 
and the better result I've had. Because in particular, if I go to the last few months even, uh, my business has escalated in its demand on me but and I've spent less time with my family in a way. But I also feel like I've spent a lot more really great quality time with the family and what's lacked is that just lounging around the house aspect, if you know what I mean. So I've been very deliberate in focusing when I am with my family that we're doing lots of great things together uh, rather than just, you know, a lot of people, I'm home, so I'm with my family. Uh, there's, a, there's a bullshit statement that a lot of people make all the time. And so that's just one example of where I, um, but I, I've definitely, and I've definitely feared that radical success in my business could cause an issue within my family. That's definitely something that I, I have felt and something I've probably used to meet myself amongst other things. I think, I mean, I mean really, yeah, success defined is a bit of a run, and I don't know whether we should get caught up on the semantics because that's going to be individual to you. And, I mean, at the end of the day, like, success really, I just had a kind of uh, thought when you were when you asked that question, Mike, was, like, if you have nothing to whinge or complain about, you're successful. But if, uh, you know, like, that is the, 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 the 1%. And that, well, it is, because if you've got nothing... Like if you're purely content, i.e. you've got nothing to go, I wish this or I want that, or if you have none of that in your life, you're extremely successful. It's yeah. because the moment you go um, or strive for something else, well, then you, you – do you know what I mean? That's inter so, interesting because I had um, what success to me means and that's tranquility, like yeah. having a, a day that is tranquil, that is giving, that is – at the end of the day, I can look back and go, okay, I didn't get angry. I didn't um, lose the plot on this or, you know, I didn't let my emotions take over. To me, that's a successful day, which could turn out to be a successful life. Yeah, so maybe I think and that's where I do struggle with the goal aspect is that defining that goal means that I'm obviously not there, which is obviously what goals are goals are for, to, to strive towards. But um but I think, you know, and I mean, coming back to, again, success, you know, we're probably talking more in a, yeah, maybe a goal-orientated success path, which yeah. is, um, you know, A, spend more time with your family, B, win a, win a game of, um, you know, football or basketball or or grow a business, um, you know, make make money and have wealth. You don't have to think about it. You know, all these things. And um, there was this article which is like, it's funny that you touch on that, Matt, and it's like, yeah, a lot of people fear success because of like, yeah, I'll be too busy and won't have time for friends and family or I won't be able to manage everything if it really takes off or I might not. This was a, a list from another article. We'll share all these three articles because they're interesting because they provide three different perspectives. Um, I might not attract the right people or the, the right people, which threatens a lot of people's ego and stuff as well. Um, yeah, I won't have enough time to devote to myself. I won't be able to help my clients, confrontation or conflict, or you'll lose relationships and stuff. So, you know, and then I guess I'd be curious to, to loop this back to, to you, Jacob. Um, you know, how did this come up? Obviously, through the last week with your experience, was it really fear of success? Um, I think because you nearly went down another route, which was um the psychology of quitting um and or kind of say giving up so was it a you know was it a fear of success or or were you afraid of again um some other element as opposed to the success itself i think 
for me, the big thing is I lost sight of the vision I originally had. So the reason I first got into football was that I loved the style of training and the way that American football athletes train. And I thought that would be the perfect way to elevate my kind of the training I do myself and connect that to something tangible, which is preparing for the season. However, in preparing for that, I kind of I, I achieved my goal of preparing and doing my daily movement and doing all these great things. But then there was a really big part about when we actually started playing and the kind of um, pedal hit the floor things started to unravel a little bit. The position I was assigned to was something that I really didn't feel was a good fit for who I was personally and therefore the vision I had for improving my training, for um, being able to achieve success with a team and bonding with a team and having a valuable outlet for my social life sort of outside of family and business was started to blur a little bit because I didn't enjoy it in the way I expected. Um, Whereas even in the last day or so, having some conversations with people within the team and trying to get back on track with why I originally got into it and the positions and things that I think would suit me better as an individual. Um, I think that's where there is a bit of a, not a dis- disconnect is the wrong word, but you started off this journey into, the, in, into football for personal reasons, for yourself. Yeah. So when it got closer and closer to the responsibility of your responsibility to the team. Yeah. Was that something that was probably playing on your mind, you know, and then obviously using, well, not excuses, but you were saying that um, you didn't have the drive or the anger for the position you were put in, which is, I mean, is, is, is fine because obviously you had envisioned yourself being in a very different position to what your coach had ended up putting you into in over the last few weeks he'd been pushing you into that that role and you'd yeah. been training on on the fitness side to 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 sprint to run but now you were going to be up against guys pretty much trying to <laughs> trying to knock you over and kill you yeah so, i think uh, yeah you're right a big part of it was that i had a big vision for being able to improve myself and contribute to the team and then once i started training and the coach assigned me to this role i felt that what the team needed of me and what I wanted to achieve became a bit of a mismatch in that the way I was training and the way it was starting to impact me physically was detracting from what my goal was, was to improve my training and my health. And I was starting to get a little bit injured and beaten up and and had lost a little bit of vision and the enjoyment for it. Whereas having some discussions with the team members today has helped me see that, no, I can potentially continue down the path I wanted to to achieve the goals in a way that's going to contribute to the team but maybe in a different way like they had a, a need and I felt this kind of weight of expectation that I needed to become someone that I wasn't in order to fill the gap they had in the team so do you um, think there was a lack of communication maybe on your side um, yeah I feel one part of it was me being I'm a fairly in, in new environments, a fairly quiet and introverted person. And to go into the team, I didn't feel I had any power to say, I'm here, this is the position I want, this is what I want to do, here's my vision, let's make it happen. So I sort of just went, I'm here, I'm a resource, kind of. And, and a big thing I was discussing with the team member today is that 
I'd done all this preparation and I had a goal in mind and I was and I kind of knew in the back of my mind that they wanted me to play this position that I've been assigned to. But I thought if I train hard enough, if I work hard enough, I'll be able to show them that I can play this position and do this kind of and do well. So when I wasn't selected for that position as that high, no, actually we'll we'll put you over here. There was just a little bit of the ego that was hurt. There's a little bit of me that went, okay, maybe I'm not worth that position. Maybe I'm not good enough. Um, and that's, I guess, where I also lost sight of it and lost a bit of the vision. Um, but I'm trying to come back to that now and at least say I had a, had a go at what I wanted to set out to achieve. Um, and if that still fails, then then I can be more okay with that. <laughs> I could be wrong here, but I want to go somewhere. Yeah. Oh, where are you guys oh. going? The movies? Or Hyde movies? Park? <laughs> yeah, let's go to Hyde Park. Because Kanye is not here. So we can actually talk. Um, so to me, what did you just explain? You don't, to me, there's no fear of success in, the, in your football story, in my, in my view. Mm. Though, and you can acknowledge that and, and, and that, but to what you just shared and from what we know, to me, there's no fear of success. Because you achieved, but I want to go down a different path. Do you have a fear of success in your current business? Yeah, and that's where the question came from. Yeah, like we, because you you seem to have you take action, you do you do elements, and and we've seen the the, the elements and things that you've done over the, the years. But you're in a similar position as um, typically, and there's no real plan. Uh, I mean, there is, but yeah you seem to kind of go in circles yeah i kind of find myself falling on the same patterns and i think part of it is a lack of clarity over like exactly what i want to achieve and what i want to the impact i want to have and also the kind of impact i want to um or the success i want to derive from the business um what what are some of the self sabotaging um, things that you do? Uh, given like forget the lack of clarity. Yeah, one big one is when I when I know there's time pressure and there's say bills to pay or revenue to kind of like revenue that needs to be sort of achieved. Rather than I'll. I'll map out a plan and I'll go, this is exactly what we need to achieve, what we need to do. And then rather than take action on that plan, I'll kind of procrastinate. I'll get a bit stressed and go kind of. YouTube? I, yeah, that's part of it. I'll Instagram, kind of, I think. Like, yeah. And one you. problem is I'll, I'll, solve Perusing. The, I'll solve the problem by going through and making a plan and kind of going, here's what we need to achieve. Here's what I need to do. And then there's a little part of me that kind of goes, I've solved that problem and therefore that problem's gone away. But then without following through on the action and actually doing the marketing, doing the social media, um, and then another problem comes along where whether it be a resource or a team member or someone says, hey, we can market that for you. I can do the sales for you. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'll bring that person on board. It therefore brings additional expenses on board and kind of adds fuel to the fire. And then usually through a lack of communication or a lack of expectations of that person, it doesn't get done and therefore the problem gets worse. And then 
I've got a kind of a short amount of time to achieve a certain thing. So I take on additional rather going, can I stay up all night and make sales? Can I build this funnel? Can I do whatever? I kind of panic a little bit, take on additional debt, set us further back, gives us a bit of like a breathing space. Like, cool, we've got three months to solve this problem now. I sit down and go, we've got this much sit down sales. And start planning again. Yeah, I sit down and map <laughs> it out again. And the same cycle goes through where I've, and I think the problem is, is kind of, coming up with a solution seems like it's is is an action in itself but it's kind of the start so i i don't necessarily fear a little part of it's fear of failure of like the business going down and what effect that'll have on me but a part of the fear of the failure is having a plan and going this is what i'm going to do and then there's a i guess a fear of what will happen if i actually do that plan um, I don't what, know if it's a fear of what, success. Well, what are you afraid of? Like if you achieved that plan, you achieved your goal, what are you afraid of? Um, I don't necessarily know. And that's the funny thing. Like it's it's such a strange thing to say out loud to go like if we no longer had any debt, if I had, if I was no longer like financially struggling, like it doesn't, it seems like a weird thing to fear. Like if someone said we're going to buy you a nice house and get you a like achieve all your goals, it seems like a strange thing to. Well, yeah. I think you, I think you probably identify yourself still as that underdog, and you feel like you need yeah. to be chasing that down. Like I don't know whether you want to go there or not, but out of curiosity, when's the the how long ago since you last took on additional debt? Only recently, probably two to three months. Yeah. What if you said to yourself that? I was never going to – I've done similar, right? And I've done similar not necessarily into debt, but, for example, I, I've gone into, oh, you know what? I, I know I can give the company an extra three to six months out of my own bank. Yeah. I, I've, I've done this many times. And what if you just said to yourself, that is a hard no, because what you're doing is creating, in, in my view and looking at it as I've done in the past before, you're giving yourself – another bottom line, like in your mind right now, you probably have another tranche of debt sitting there going, it's not a problem until we're down there. So you're not like zero is not a problem. It's way below zero. And growth is still happening. I know your business is not like struggling. It's it's that you're just going, you know what, that's okay. That's tolerable to take on more debt. Or, you know, for me in my case and what I've done in the past is like, oh, I'm going to chip in another 50 grand or whatever it looks like. It's okay. We're moving towards something. But when I've been personally more certain and I've said I am absolutely not, because this is not about how hard you work. It's just about maybe what you're doing at different times. It doesn't mean you can't watch YouTube or, you know, peruse on Instagram. But at times, like, you are clearly able to, like, part of what you're saying is, you'll do the plan and then you're not going to quite achieve and then you drop into a bit more debt. But the truth is at times you've been able to like absolutely, whether you want to call it hustle or whatever it is, go and achieve what you needed to. And But I think I'm guessing that you're allowing it to be under under zero. If you allowed it to only be zero and then if you allowed that to be 10% more, so like, and if your bottom, bottom line was I need to be making 40% margin, you would... If, if you are aligned with that in your mind, and then, then you the could, actions then you were aligned, then your actions well, but, could start to yeah, align. With yeah. it. But like same as what I see and what I feel like you might be doing, I've definitely done. 
and certainly done it out of my own pocket, certainly done it just knowing I have like in the back of your mind, it's okay because I've got this other resource I can draw on. But that's just some bullshit that you've told yourself to yeah. stop doing the work right now. And I know it's resourcefulness but being used in a negative way. It's like knowing I've got this plan, here's the action, but in the back of my head I know well, if I don't do that, I can solve that problem another way. But I've got to get to a point where I can go, no, you can't solve that. You have to go down kind of plan A and, and achieve it. Because I'm achieving success in a way. It's just I'm, I'm successfully continuing the business going forward, but it's not in a in necessarily like a positive way. Um, so I need to reframe kind of, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one though. I think the action part, and I'm in amongst that just now doing a lot of planning, budgeting for the next 12 months, um, looking at building the team. And without action, it's ain't ever going to happen, like never, ever going to happen. So I'm sort of learning. And in the past, I mean, I've worked for myself for like 12 years, 13 years. So there's never been any responsibility to anybody else so fear of responsibility but now I've got somebody on board Victor as a partner as well and that's happening over the next three months I'm being much more vigilant in my doing I'm still not there and it's always a work in progress but all these little habits we talked about last and I think the episode that dropped today help in that decision making making the bed in the morning switching the hot tap off these little things that create little actions build memory in the brain so that sort of thing has been been helping me like i've got a long way to go but it has been helping me and action when conrad i'm going to bring Kanye in on this um said something a couple of weeks back which he's, i thought he's was here he's, he's present he's, he's everywhere um was that inspiration doesn't create action action creates inspiration so the actual act of doing whatever it is that you need to do be it social media thing website whatever that action, when it happens, like the the result will create the inspiration to then drive you to the next thing. So it's, it is, as, and I think things are as simple as that, but simple is hard. Eh? I mean, that's that's the yeah. problem. I also think, you know, it's true. Success doesn't create more success. Um, because when you achieve, and it sounds like in your position, you've gotten to a position, similarly where I was as well, and you're kind of hedging, you're comfortable, you know, you've got this like backup. And so there's no real reason at the moment to push it forward. Um, yeah. And the, I guess the fear of whatever, if you were to, say, open up a second gym, all the problems that may come with that uh, are too much at this point in time versus the comfort that you may be experiencing now. And that's where um, reflection works really well as well. If you reflect on what you've built, man, like you've built an amazing business, one of the first, well, the first type of facility like that in Perth, Actually, think about that. Think about what you've done to get to where you are. Yeah. And then do it again. Like, I think, I mean, and we're all guilty of that, I think. I mean, Justin, you've had the biggest growth probably in the last, as you said, last sort of three three years. And you struggle at every stage, yeah? You you start, the self-doubt comes in. You start speaking to ducks at the park. It's all, <laughs> it, it is. So, and it, I think realizing that that's always going to be the case as well. You never get to this 
golden no like and i think the last few months i've probably had the biggest realizations and the biggest i guess um you said the biggest i did say the biggest (laughs) (laughs) i do get a little dyslexic when tired and after a few um, yeah that's it and i have felt more connected with what i want to do and, and where i'm going than probably than what i ever have and yeah my business i mean we've added of nearly doubled slash tripled the amount of staff in the last, you know, 12, 18 months. Um, made a lot of adjustments, um, put myself out there a lot more. Um, and I think the last couple uh, interactions and experiences have helped me go, you know, and this was, I read it before and I think this is where I've come to is like not trying is the real failure. That was one of the quotes I pulled out of the um, the the articles that I was looking at is is not giving a go is is really the real failure. And like at least saying that you gave it a crack. And I'd always was torn, always torn with my ambition and kind of like this whole enjoy like be happy with what you have and where you are like gratitude versus like ambition. And there's this kind of like and Gary talks about it and we've talked about it which is kind of like operating on on kind of each each ends and I think the podcast we actually had with Sam and and you know if you haven't checked it out please check it out really hit the nail on the head for me which is kind of like he was in this duality of content but ambitious as fuck like the energy of what he had was like I'm happy with what I, what I have so like I'll be grateful in this moment right now but then in this moment I'm itching for more because if I'm here I've got something to do and something to give which comes back to this like 1% each day and it's kind of like fuck it I've you know I'm going to give it a crack um I've done something um why not continue it to see where it goes and you're right like you just there's going to be more uncomfortable moments and you grow in each stage like like you said matt um like i used to not pick up the phone with clients either and i'm like looking at it and i wouldn't want to open emails like the anxiety of of looking at all these emails coming through because i didn't want to have to deal with it and i just hope the problem would go away or um and but now i'll pick up the phone and it's not a big deal or i'll answer the phone or i'll go to these client meetings and um you know uh, maybe getting a staff member that may need to move on from the studio because they're not the right fit for us. You know, having that conversation is not as challenging anymore. But I still procrastinate on these as well and I take still a little bit too long, but I do get there. And they're becoming easier and easier. It's almost like a muscle um, that you kind of, I guess, uh, train. Um, And I think it's – because there's this interesting thing of success, right? So, Mike, you're just kind of you, you've made the you you've made the decision to grow your your business. Matt, you've had ex- crazy growth as well, but that was kind of uh, you know plateaued for for a while. And I think Jacob, you're in this moment where we've actually just all been in the last probably twelve months, where it's like you just got to make a decision whether you just turn on the turbos and go boom. Um, because we were talking about this, which is like again comes back to the duality, of being grateful of like, well, do I really? Like, can I be happy with what I have and not grow it? But that's also like a little bit. Can I can I jump in? Do you know you know where I'm I know going what you're with saying. this? Like, can I can I jump in and just use a practical example? And I'll I'll use I'll use you, you might because I think 
talking to the, no, no, no. Well, I think this is interesting because you you define success, um, and and it's not an all sort of all encompassing definition, but you define it as having a tranquil day. Um, in a lot of ways, and some some tranquility about what you're doing. But I, I think there's an interesting, like I don't think we can target that, and I still think we have to have these other goals because I'd ask the question, and I could almost guess that I know the answer. The last few months, whilst working and having you know someone else in the business providing additional challenges and different things to work through, I, I would, I mean, have you been more content? that you've made that decision and are working through those actions, you know, as opposed to potentially the more tranquility that you could have had without going through that process? Hmm. I'm a pretty, I'm quite introverted as well. I'm, 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 I'm a pretty laid back individual and I sometimes question myself on that. Maybe I shouldn't be, maybe I should be more, like, I don't know, more of a, hardcore sort of I don't know overthinker or sort of just wants stuff all the time but I'm actually that's me I mean that is my personality and I do feel like I maybe need to try and break out of that a little bit um but now bringing Victor on board has been interesting because it's made me reflect on what I need to be doing (laughs) a lot more from an action point of view because um, he's taken over, you know, I mean, he's taken over all the projects pretty much. So he's running, he's sort of running the, the business from a digital side, from the website. Um, so there's almost, you've thrusted yourself into, so I'm going to come back to Sam, because Sam talked about thrusting yourself into, you only act or, or, you know, go through these spurts through kind of like a crisis mode per se. And then you can, they can either happen to, happen to you unexpectedly, which make you go, shit. You know, like a staff member is now, like like you talked about, like a communication, oh, I've got to now deal with this. Um, or you can kind of build yeah. these. Slow build. Slow build. <laughs> these yeah. fires or these like crises um, to kind of push you through. Which is I, what, I actually what, work quite well with, with things that suddenly happen. Like I'm in the midst of annual reports now and the shit friggin' flying everywhere. I actually work really well in that in that scenario. Um but with Victor, it, it, I mean, we'd been talking for two years before he came on board. No, it wasn't a, a, a quick decision. And that's kind of like the way I kind of like to work. Um, the long game sort of. Um, and that, Which I, I feel like is the, the same thing. It's like, I mean, you haven't got the complete definition, I think, of success when you tie. Because I think the tranquility. That's more is, on a life a perspective, on a, on a personal it? thing. I don't, yeah, I want to control my life in that sense and sort of I don't want a stressful yeah, kind of so I'm gonna I'm gonna this might be we'll see how this is received but I was gonna send you a message over the last 24 hours and not talking I, about a beard again I, are you? no not here <laughs> keep bringing Although up I, I, beard, just, I should be growing just, what's your wife <laughs> Mike I feel like you're gonna write some like philosophy books but and and when they have an image on the front or the back, or wherever that's going to be. I think you'll have a long beard. <laughs> Look, you might be seventy-seven when this happens. I'm not sure, but I feel I, seventy-seven. I'm, I'm feeling that as a uh, as a concept. But anyway, I was going to send you a message, but I was out of mobile range last night, and um, I didn't get yeah, much good on excuse. the phone. Yeah. Pretty good excuse. And I'm, you know what? Let's let's try it in this environment. But there's been a lot of attack on you with your why, like, <laughs> and 
And I feel like in the last couple of in the last couple of instances where and where certainly where I'm involved um, and and what I've said, I, I was thinking about this. I was pondering this on a long drive, and I hadn't. I haven't been. My personal feeling towards where you're at at this point in time isn't. I I think you're much clearer on your why than yes, when you have yep. been for a long time. So yep. my I think what I've been trying to articulate and maybe not very well is that. I feel like you're you're in a zone where you sort of know what you need to and what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Go with it. Stop questioning it. And I think that's that you you use that overthinking piece to as like one of these fears of success to slow it down. Yeah, I don't think I do over question it. I don't. I don't think I do. Um, there's one thing I was thinking of the other day, and it was: Do you need to have a like crystal clear in a sentence why? to get started because no, no. there's an issue no. that we come up with a, a lot is that perfectionism can be a huge hindrance to success in that a fear of failure will stop you from getting started. And I don't think any of us and any within our group have a fear of failure in that like it stops us making a plan and taking that initial action. But it's that fear of what are people going to think about this thing I'm about to deliver? What what am I going to think about? Like you've got this vision in your mind about how perfect the business is going to be, what success is going to look like, what that feeling of getting that touchdown at that football game is going to look like. But then you start to kind of question it along the way of, oh, but what if I get a touchdown but it's because I someone fumbled and I picked it up? Or what if I achieve success but... Well, it's um, a comfort thing, right? Like, And yeah. to, for you, Mike, you've built... A business over 12 years that you've got a comfortable amount of income, you've controlled your week, you've got this, like, you've got something very real to lose by mm. chancing it to change it, which is why, yeah, yeah. why it's taken you time to really ponder over bringing Victor in because you've got a lot to lose. You've, you've yeah. crafted this, like, and because none, it doesn't matter how much revenue anyone does. It matters what comes out the bottom, what what the stress levels look like. You know, you crafted a lifestyle that really worked for you. So you have a lot to lose in it. And that's why I think that was the case. But clearly you've wanted more yeah, and you want yeah. to do more with it. And I it. suppose in a way it's sort of when you start the actions of talking to Victor, sending that first email, saying, g'day, let's meet for a burger, there's a, an action that has resulted directly in him now being part of the business. So... But it wasn't an action that happened like straight away. It was over over time. Um, and that, yeah, that initial action is exciting too. Like when you create a business plan and you get start chatting and you've got these ideas in your head about this is what it's going to look like. Um, You're planning again, Jacob. <laughs> yeah, and and that that is the fun bit. And I think for a lot of people, planning can be a form of procrastination. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Yes, it's important to know why you're doing something. Yes, it's important to know how you're going to achieve it. But once you've made that plan, you've kind of just got to file it away and kind of take action. And I'm saying this not from experience, but almost to myself. Yep. And based on what Justin showed me as well is that kind of doing the work and Conrad will enjoy this is that take, <laughs> kind of making the plan but then taking the action and doing the work is what gets you from a kind of entrepreneur to an entrepreneur to, yep. from someone who wants a dream lifestyle and wants success to someone who actually achieves it. And I think for me, the fear of success kind of comes from 
knowing what I want to achieve, but a little bit fearing what's going to actually, what's going, what it's going to take to achieve that. Um, is it the hard work? Is, is it, it what it's going to take or is it what it's going to look like after you achieve it? Because yeah. I know like you've got incredible discipline around your training, right? Yeah. It's incredible discipline that you don't bring to your business. You only bring it to your business when you're in these like, let's call them peak zones. Like so when you started, super exciting, attack it. Yeah. Um, this is, look, I can, I'm talking to myself at the same time, but like peak time, go for it. We really need to get out of this hole. Bang, attack it. Why can't you bring a more sustained level, you know, during the other times to take yourself out of that zone? Because I think we feel like we need to have, like, it's it's much easier to point at a pile of debt and go, I need to chase that down than it is to point to, um, like, a, a profit target and, and want to go there and be there and be that person because you don't have to yeah. change you. You're, yeah. just, you're doing what you ha- it takes. Like, if you work late one night, till 2 a.m. you're telling yourself I have to do that because I got to chase down that debt pile not I have to do that because I'm trying to be who I'm trying to be it's an yeah. easier explanation to sort of tell yourself and everyone I think yeah and I think I'm I attach too much meaning and like identity to that underdog to that struggling to that pers- to that persona as um people expecting little of you and trying to come out of that. And then as soon as someone actually expects something of you, or here's a role, we expect you to do well in this. Here's a business and here's revenue. We expect you to do these actions. That's when I guess I freeze a little bit because I'm used to kind of overperforming relative to like people didn't expect much of me. Um, I guess when I was in school and I did quite well, similar to you, Justin, but as soon as there was started to become some expectations around where I go for university and how I go um, with marks, I feel, I don't know, something happens there when like people expect success of me or they start to go, oh, you're doing really well. I, I don't know why, but I kind of get in the way of that. Can I just show another translation? I'd be curious to hear what you guys did as – at school and at university, I was a attack at very last minute and maybe get 55, 60% of the mark for the majority of what I did. It didn't motivate me. I didn't care about what I was doing, but I had to achieve and I only ever achieved. I mean, it's not not my all my grades were, you know, Cs. I certainly did excel in other areas and not, but in terms of work, I couldn't actively just do the work over the 10 to 12 week period or whatever it looked like each term. I was always a uh, just do enough at the end to get the final result. I'm curious, like, yeah. and how does that then tie into what we're talking about now? You'll like business? this, I think. I, I would get the assignment, sit down and go, this is going to be the one yeah. where I do, where I smash <laughs> this. I'd make, I'd make, so. I'd make a plan. I'd go, I'm going to do this in this week one. I'm going to do this in week two, this in week three. I'm going to, kind of this planning again I'm gonna, yeah i'd plan it out <laughs> and i'd have this idea in my head about how amazing this is going to be how i'm going to get 100 percent, how i'm gonna um kind of crush this one and then literally like the night before it was due i'd be like holy shit this is due tomorrow i'd the pressure would build to a point where i would explode and i'd just get it done i'd get 50 60 percent based on like and i'd be like oh that was I did pretty well for like in that period of time. And then the the only things that changed were when I was in a group environment 
where there was two to three people and especially people that were on a similar level to me that I kind of didn't want to let down with that that pressure would come a lot earlier. I would take the action a lot sooner. And there, there were the two to three times where I did exceptionally well in projects or assignments were ones where I was attached to groups that I, or people I did want to let down. And that's why I've actually started discussing with one of my team members owning a hundred, almost 100% of the business at the moment and being fully responsible for that means that I can make decisions that take us into debt, that don't stress me out too much. However, that's at the expense of all the rest of our team members is bringing on my two IC as a partner, not sort of, yeah, soon or, or in the next probably 12 to 18 months in a greater capacity as a business partner, but at least for now as a kind of the initial board of directors, someone who I'm going to make, this is the decision I think I should do. What do you think? Oh, no, I don't think you should take on that debt. We should do this instead and kind of. Yep building a structure in place where I have accountability to someone besides myself because I'm not particularly accountable to myself. And that's good because you're obviously quite, you're being very honest with yourself about who you are as a, as a personality, as a person, and knowing, and I'm very similar, and that's why I took the step with Victor to get him on board because I needed that accountability in the business. And for me, that works, that works well. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much exactly the same. I wouldn't plan it as much. It was more of like in my head I might attempt to, to plan, but yeah. I would leave it the, the night before 99% of the time. And, because uh, we could get away with it. Because we could do it the night before and yeah, get and a I would good still, mark. And, and still get good nah, marks. I mean, fuck, I'll do that next time. I wagged. I, I skipped half of year 12, um, did some things, and I still passed with A's and B's. Yeah. Like, you know, I got one C. Uh, and I left everything Jim. to the last minute and, um, you know, like I still listened in class, like you still got to apply. And, and the th- this is the fear of, this is the fear of, um, and the root of yours is the same as me. And, you know, there's the Enneagram profiling, which is really um, a great profile, um, personality profile, definitely check it out. And, you know, Jacob, you and I, uh, I think identical, um, which is a type three and a type five. Um, which is the achiever um, mentality. And so coming back to the, I used to hold myself back and self-sabotage in school because I wanted to hang out with the cool kids. You know, I didn't want to be too successful because I naturally was was okay academically. And so by achieving, I was still that individual that was like, oh, you know, Justin's going to get this and nail it and rah, 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 and this is not rah, all those type of things. Like I was never the one that would sit in the corner and be like that nerd and like get this the high high-end marks because I always just held back a little bit well, and I was always balancing between like I I guess had some social awareness to be able to blend in with the, the I was always still hanging out with the cool kids but I was never a cool kid and I kind of leveraged that a little bit and so um you know, again is that kind of um fear of what other people think of you it's like a um, self tall poppy syndrome where you hold yourself back because of the expectation that people are going to say certain things or think certain things. Like the the traditional tall poppy syndrome, as we know, is people kind of going, bring you back down to their level because of a discomfort for you being more successful than they are. But I think part of the fear of success is you self-limiting yourself out of an expectation that others are going to judge you or think differently of you. And a big part of it is like, 
through success comes growth and that might be leaving old friends behind it might be changing relationships it might be taking on additional staff and losing people that that you started there's also no consequence right so jb if, if you're getting a's and b's and you're only doing it last minute and wagging there's nothing forcing you to 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 do anything different no, like, and, you, and I don't say that out of like you know, look at me as well. No, no, like, no, it was just there's nothing forcing you. There was yeah, there was, oh, and 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 I've paid the price of that now, like in the business. And I think part of this conversation is we're paying the price for that now mm. because it hasn't taught us the the ability of just taking the small actions over time. I still act in a crisis. I perform. And I like go really well. Like when there's something happening, which is the assignment is dead due tomorrow, yeah. the night before, I crush it. I take, I you know, huge growth. But if there's no pressure there, it's like no consequence. And it's probably this whole debt situation with you. That's your, you know, exit. There's right. no, yeah, there's no, there's no, business, there's, no there's, there's no, no deadline. Co- there's no consequence in that. And I've taken on the additional debt, but then I've gone and found more sales and more revenue and i've kind of covered the payments for that so there's kind of been no mm. it hasn't been like a debt collector what, knocking on the door or what's like, been a big shift for me over the last couple weeks particularly um or months since i've even been in europe is this acknowledgement and trying to be aware of and it's a stoic approach mike you'll like this is that your your um time here is limited um and trying to get this perspective of time and trying to apply that to okay well that is the deadline like so tomorrow tomorrow is that like today is that crunch time to apply yourself to that assignment for tomorrow and trying to kind of sit with that perspective and that's helped like last night i was like fuck it i have struggling to keep keep up with my emails over the last you know week or or so i I end up going from like 60 emails down to like 15 last night and was just like i'll just you know deal with it um, there was no other decision other than I have to do it tonight. I have to do it tonight. And that's all it was. And I just, I did it. And I feel much better today. I have had, had a much lighter inbox load today, which has allowed me to, um, you know, have a, have a good day. But um, you're right. Like there's no consequence um, for that. So, well, yeah, during school, it was. There's always that idea that like tomorrow you're going to be successful. And I remember, like, when I was in high school, we had this, uh, like, standardized test that we did for school. And the question was, uh, this, there's this quote, tomorrow is the busiest day of the week. And I wrote this. I like that. Yeah. And I came, wrote this um, response to this essay and got full marks, which was kind of great and ironic now. But, um, <laughs> but, but it's that feeling that, like, Success is always this thing we perceive to be in the future. However, the action is the thing that has to happen in the present. And, and tomorrow that- never comes. Yeah. Never. Ever. It's always into the tomorrow. past, man. Look at, look at what we are, humans, right? And as we yeah. evolved, we're, we're great. We're, we're designed to, to a, get the adrenaline on and go for it when there's a crisis. Yeah. Like that's, so we're almost cultivating those situations to allow us to, yeah. to act like and that's where I think as a younger guy, I wish I'd had mentors. Like I never really had a proper mentor growing up in school. And I think, you know, if everybody was assigned somebody in school to really push them and keep them accountable, that could work really well, I reckon. I think mentors and the people you hang with are the ones that can can 
keep you accountable and, and push you through and, and get you working? Well, I yeah. think it's having the, yeah, which I think going off the track is like it's, um, it's having the awareness of these things that are happening to you and how you can um, adapt or calibrate to them. And, and we were talking about, you know, if you're a regular listener of, of this um, show, you'll know that we also catch up on Thursday mornings for um, breakfast. And there's been conversations of late where we probably haven't been pushing each other through the action. Or and a it, social club. Yeah, like we're becoming of, more yeah. of a social club. And, you know, and even then I've come to learn that um, part of my what I want to be doing is inspiring through action and being the example. And I remember, you know, Ma, you know, Marco would come to Brecky and um, action shout man. out to, to Marco. <laughs> he is action man. And he'd, he'd be like, oh, I did this, this and this this week. And you'd look back and go, fuck, what yeah. did I do? <laughs> and, and so like, yeah, okay. I need to up my, you know, up my game yeah. and, and, and move forward. Um, and so, you know, kind of, I think that's also linked with overcoming your fear of other people's opinions is probably really the only way of getting through this fear of success and acknowledging and self-reflecting on like, well, this is kind of some of my pitfalls. This is how I don't operate in these moments. This is what I'm leaning back on still. And then you've got to make a decision. And, and what I shared with Jacob, which the two of you on the other side of the room are still unaware of is like, if, if you want success, put in the hard work. If you want success, pursue excellence. If you want success, dedicate yourself to your life's task, which is interesting. We've talked about that. If you want success, stop making excuse, excuses why it hasn't showed up and do the work to draw it closer to you. If you want success, stop playing small and create impeccable value for others, mm. um, which it finishes off with as kind of the last, sorry, I should put this and it's like put their needs first before yours serve them in the best way possible without wanting anything in return do it for the love of the game the love of your passion this is from an article off off medium by uh, a gentleman called tony fuckery <laughs> um fuckery um i went there uh we'll link it and and I think that's where my head's been at it the last like few weeks since I've been back from, from Europe and I shared in the group how I've kind of uh, reclused a little bit um, as well. And, uh, and I don't know whether that's just part of the introverted part of me that needs to just maybe recoup because I went very extroverted in, mm. in Europe in particular. That balance, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know whether that's just naturally um, happening. But I of late have been like, you know what, um, uh, I'm like – I'm setting that challenge and I don't care what I can do in it and trying to sit with this serve space and this serving thing has really been strong over the last like month um, of, you know what, if you are here on this planet, how can you serve others? And like with Jacob, like Jacob with your, um, with your uh, gym, if you had two or three, would you be impacting the world a little bit more? And so why the fuck are you not taking any action now? Because you're dead. Because he, he wants the debt there to prevent him. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the debt is preventing you. And you and and I do these other kind of self-sabotaging um, techniques. Like my self-sabotage technique is not debt. Well, a little bit it is. Um, it is, is a, a little bit of debt and also getting back on the tools. That's my self-sabotage technique, which is getting jumping back into the creative. And I've shared that balance. That's my self-sabotage. So is that like, oh, look, the team's too busy. I need to go back and help. Is yeah. that how you do it? And I help and I know I can um, I do a good job there and I feel like I'm contributing and I feel like I'm worthy. And so then that makes me feel comfortable. That makes um, you feel worthy to them as well, to your yeah. team. 
Yeah, that and, busyness. And so that's um, that's me jumping like that's my kind of self sabotage because that doesn't drive the business forward. That doesn't drive my goals and my vision forward. That doesn't drive everything else forward. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of. But then it, acknowledging that it's okay, and then you know continuing to adapt, reflect, and what do I need to do to to adjust it. Um, but um, in short, like I've just gone fuck it. I want to pursue excellence. Um, dedicate, you know, go to what what is my life's task, um, and I've gotten deeper and connected further with that. And excellence is not perfection, right? That's, no, that's the big like. Yeah, the knife down the middle. It's not perfection. Yeah. It's just something. Deliver and then improve on it. But don't wait until it's going to be perfect because it won't be. I found this little quote, which I think you saw before, which is a really powerful little sentence about fear. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. I think that's what it gets down to, like, do we want to unleash the <laughs> unleash the beast? You know, yeah. Um, it's, it's scary. It's scary, sort of thinking about how powerful we really are as humans. That anything is possible, really, when we put our mind to it and when we action it. Yeah. So yeah, so that, that ability to do anything excites us, but it also scares us a little bit because that means we have to do something. <laughs> yeah. Would yeah. you say then, for all of you, the fear of achieving is still? I mean. I gathered from you, Jacob, the fear for you was, yeah, again, like what people th- think of you. A little bit, yeah. What if? Because, again, and you're marrying up expectation of being the underdog. Um, yeah, and it's not necessarily what people think of me. It was what I perceive people think of mm, me. Yeah. That's yeah, because people, yeah, you're right. That's- Would you say the same, Matt? What's yours? Um. You, the family, like losing time with the family, acknowledge yeah, that. Yeah, it's not just family. It's it's itself. I mean, yeah, it is still. Um, it's because it obviously still always boils down to ex- some form of external perception. I think, um, and I think you're probably lying to yourself if that's not what it is. Uh, but I no think Jacob's, Jacob's right there. It's more an internal. Um, reflection on who you who yeah. you feel that you are because yeah, you, that- you just give the the external the power. So I, I don't think yeah. any. It's not what someone actually looks at you like because often we, for example, use our parents or and and we think of how they would see us. But I think I think you're exactly right. It is it is internal, and I, that's a, probably another topic to even go into as well. But I think also the service thing is partially that too, and you want to serve yourself as well as others. Well, Conrad but, would just go self love. Yeah, well, and and he's probably. Right on the mark. If you had to define it as two words, but I do think you're right. It's definitely how you feel. Yeah. Um. And and so that that is the answer because that's the only time we're ever pinning ourselves against some form of target or some measurement of success. It's how we feel about it. But we're giving supposedly the rest of the world the power, and they're the ones looking at us. But it's just us. So what's the takeaway then? What can people do to get through that and sort of chase what they want? Just action, yeah, in any form, or in a goal-oriented form, or I know there's that Marcus Aurelius quote where he says it's not the not the thing that can affect us, but our perception or like fear is about our perception of what something is going to be that kind of holds us back, um, and 
And that's a big one is kind of knowing that if you want to achieve a goal, if you want to put yourself out there and, and do something, then be okay with taking that action because what actually happens, what people think of it is not is not going to be nearly as bad as what you think is going to be the case. If you want to start a blog, if you want to start a business, start a sport, do any of these things, kind of just take the first steps and do it because people aren't going to be judging you. People aren't going to be... And if someone responds or, or comes back in a negative way on your blog or the article or the bit of marketing you put out, that's more of a reflection on them than you. And you've got to just be kind of, I'm okay with that. I'm going to keep putting stuff out. Because if you let them attack you, if you let them bring you down, then it stops you from taking that next bit of action. And it's that just cumulative pieces of action, one after the other, that 1% improvement daily that leads to success. It's not one bit of action you take. It's just that constant pursuit of excellence by taking one more additional step each day that kind of makes you successful. Um, and it's just not allowing people to get in the way of that. I like it. Anybody else got stuff to... So much, but I think we've got to go for another hour. So I think we should yeah. wrap this one up. That was a good topic, Jacob. Yeah, that was, good. A, good, Thanks, that was a good topic. I, I, I think through that conversation, it's clear that it's, yeah, not not caring what others think about you and tying your self-worth to what others think about you. And it does tie all the way back to that self-love piece, um, which we do talk about, um, and that you don't need perfection and taking action is more important than planning and trying to get the right why and what you're doing and all this other stuff. Just go out and and, um, and give it a go. And I think if you can serve others and provide some form of impact and be okay with that, that's really what it is. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, again, that it just comes back to not giving a fuck what others think about you. And I think I almost think it's self-centered that to think that other people will care about what you do as well. Self-importance. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit arrogant, isn't it? Yeah. Like, like oh, all these people are caring about what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to build this big business. And like, it's almost, you know, you actually caring too much about people thinking that you're building. It's actually <laughs> stupid as well when you think about it. Yeah. Like- it is fucking, who cares, yeah. yeah, who cares? <laughs> like no one actually cares anyway because people don't care about other people's shit. They only care about their shit um, for the most part. So it doesn't fucking matter. You know, it's it's super interesting. It's this dilemma. And I guess it's, you come back, it's just human nature too, hey, and I think it's that reflection piece and being having the awareness piece and asking those questions um, and being around people who will enable these type of conversations with you um, and entertain these elements um doing the enneagram test and these other things to become more self-aware really helps to understand what triggers you and what gets yep. you going i think is really important too um and just keep questioning reflecting and when this happens away and and uh but just keep moving yeah, yeah. just a little action a day man yep it's a little thing a day but it is a paradox definitely well guys what do you think of the whiskey I enjoyed it actually. Like I'm not traditionally a spirits fan, but I'm beginning to enjoy it purely because you guys bring such good whiskies to the table. <laughs> um, I've like, really been a little bit spoiled. It. I think it was yeah, it's a nice whiskey. Thank you, Japan. Thank you, Japan. Thank yeah. you, Michael. Who Thank you, guys. Hosted very well. I know. I feel despite... much better. It's, you guys have, have rubbed off on me. It's good. 
And I think if you guys have got to this point in the podcast, you are <laughs> our like biggest and deepest fans. We would especially love to hear from you guys about what you think of the conversations we're having. What would you like us to talk about? What things are you, what challenges are you having in your life that we can, we can have conversations about to break down some of these deeper topics? Because if you've got to this point and you are loving what we're talking about, we'd love to involve you in that process by talking about what really impacts you. And Sounds this is good. the most Jacob's ever said on a single podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a word count. You're welcome. <laughs> Love it. Thank you, Justin, Jacob, Matt, and myself, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of self-love. <laughs> Bit of self-love. <laughs> See you next time. Yeah. Bye. Champagne.